Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This day in 1947, Rick Derringer is born in Fort Recovery, Ohio. Mrs. Brendan Escott here. It's Oilers Now, live from Edmonton, Alberta, brought to you as always by Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the digitex.ca e commerce store. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. Well, hey, what a news day it has turned out to be for our friends to the south in this very province. Jonathan Huberto making up today's top story for our friends at Legacy Heating and Cooling. How about that contract extension? Eight years, $10.5 million AAV for the man they acquired in place of Matthew Kachuk. Top story today brought to you, as always, by Legacy Heating and Cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy, legacy heating and cooling. Brendan Escott here, Cody Jansen alongside in studio. Cody, wow, I did not see this one coming yet. I thought that there was going to have to be a push from Calgary to get this guy re-signed. I just didn't think it would be this soon. Well, that feels like a very quick turnaround. And wasn't there a rumor report going out that Brad Treliving was like meeting with Huberto in Montreal? They were going out for dinner. So like what was said there, that's like all of a sudden instantly, okay, now he's going to sign in a Canadian market. Obviously the term, the money that helps, but that seems like a hefty price to pay though. It's nice to see them stay competitive, but I think they're going to be looking at that in probably five, six years and maybe shaking their head. No, he's 29 years old right now. They acquired him with an expiring deal. So this one he just signed, Huberto, it won't kick in until after this upcoming season. But Cody, you mentioned that dinner. That was actually addressed today by Huberto uh, in front of the media. Yeah, I mean, I think it was uh, more about like, you know, get, get to know each other and obviously the, the future of the team and, you know, I know we have a good team right now, and that made my decision, you know, easier. And I think, you know, we we want to win now, and I think at 
the age I'm at, you know, I've been been through a lot, and now uh, I want to win right now. And I think I thought the fit was really well. We have a good coach and a good players, and I think you know mostly like I was asking him, yeah, where where do you think I, I should live and stuff like that? I mean, more about about the city too, and I think he, he talked so highly about the city that that made me so excited to to play there. So is this the next franchise player for the Calgary Flames? He's getting paid like he is. And, uh, you know, it's interesting to see them make that commitment before he's even suited up with him. But it's interesting to see him commit to the city of Calgary without ever having played a game there either. And are you paying him for his regular season results or his playoff numbers? Because if it's, you know, if you're going off of his playoff numbers... He's not a $10.5 million player. I'm sorry. I know he's a top-line guy. I know he put up 115 points last season, but he had one goal in the playoffs this past year on a stacked Florida team that the entire regular season, all we were talking about was, wow, look at this team scoring. Well, he did absolutely nothing in playoffs. One goal in 10 games. That's what I expect from a fourth liner. And this wasn't his first go-around in the playoffs either. It was his fourth with the Panthers, dating back to 2015-16. So uh, that's 26 total games, and he's never really produced a ton there, I suppose, either. So, you know, I get what you're saying, Cody, but also it's kind of incumbent upon Trey Living to either get um, get somebody like like. Huberto signed, or uh, you better sign somebody like Nazem Kadri if you don't think that Huberto is going to be in town long terms. You can't just let Goudreau walk for nothing, and and then have the same happen for Huberto down the road. Well, I think your other option was right to trade him and Uyghur probably at the deadline and see what you can get. But then you're likely looking at a full-out rebuild, and I don't think that's where Calgary was at right now. Do you think, though, that locking up Huberto, and again, I have to look at their cap situation after this, does this you know make you think that they might put a push towards Kadri and say, hey, you know what, we're not done being contenders yet. We're still going to go for it, and we want more Battle of Alberta playoff series. I think that this one might ultimately take them out of the Kadri sweepstakes, but I'll tell you what, we'll have Peter Labardius on from Sportsnet 960 in Calgary after the 12.30 news. He'll weigh in on this and and the rest of the Flames offseason. By the way, they're going to have an American Hockey League team operating out of the Saddle Dome all winter as well. The the Calgary Wranglers, so convenience-wise, it doesn't get any better than that. I am suspicious as to how much more the Scotiabank Saddledome could take on at this juncture. But wasn't there an old <laughs> hockey team named the Wranglers? Was it an old Western League team or like International Hockey League? Someone will text WHA. Us. Someone's got to let us know. I, I was I'm actually sure thinking about googling that before the show, and I totally forgot. But I mean, great genes, mediocre name. You're <laughs> you're not a fan of the name, okay? Well, it's not bad, have but come seen, on, it's not that creative. Have you seen the logos where it kind of looks like the Washington uh, Commanders, the football yeah. team now, and and the Atlanta Flames? Maybe had a some sort of baby, some sort of love child of them. That's what it's looking like. If you haven't seen it, look it up online. Anyway, uh, so the Flames have what I would consider to be another franchise player. You, you look at the roster right now. Elias Lindholm is the closest thing they have to that. They had four 40 goal scorers on the on the team last year, by the way, or th- three. 
and and two of them have walked. The other one is Elias Lindholm. So uh, you needed to get some talent to stick around. You, you got to figure that the top line down in Calgary will be comprised of Lindholm and, and Huberdeau, and then in all likelihood, Andrew Mangiapane, who they just committed three years to there. That's not a bad-looking top line, if you ask me. It's just a matter of how much the rest of the roster is going to be able to uh, to stand up. But then you get down to you know your depth a little bit, right? As you kind of mentioned in like, is Michael Backlund going to be your go-to 2C? Like, this is a guy with, I don't think he had a 40 points last season, and you're paying him north of $5 million. That's kind of a tough to, you know, build a contender when you got contracts like that on the books and guys underperforming. Lots to break down today on Oilers Now. Appreciate having you along. Keep the conversation going on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. Plenty of people already weighing in on the text line, but uh, 780-496-0063 is the number to call. That is for the River Cree Resort Casino. Get ready to rock at the River Cree with Nazareth on August 11th. That's next week. And Tom Cochran, Saturday, November 5th. Get your tickets now at rivercreeresort.com. 780-496-0063. 4960063 is the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Get the new floors you've always wanted. 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to ashleyfinefloors.com for more. We're on Twitter as well. Show you know is at Oilers Now. I'm at Brendan Escott. Janner, you got a new one, don't you? Yeah, I'm at Janner on PXP. Oh, I mean, it was PXP. new like three months ago. <laughs> yeah, but new in the air quotes. What? We haven't done a show together in a long time. Actually, since the playoffs? Well, every time I, I feel like I'm on the show, you're just heading overseas or going on another vacation. So it's a tough life for you. Eh? I think I'm finally shaking the jet lag as of right now. Um, it was jet lagged in the hockey world as far as news was going. And all of a sudden, boom, we had Majapani sign. We had Kyler Yamamoto sign. We'll talk about that one with Mark Spector again after the one o'clock news. Uh, but this Huberto deal, we'll, we'll talk uh, extensively about this because I think, you know, this really obviously continues the, the Battle of Alberta rivalry, which you wondered what it was going to look like without Matthew Kachuk there. I think that Huberto does bring that, that chippy, you know, if not outright physical element, I don't think he provides that, but he's not the easiest guy to play against. So I imagine it's still going to be a lot of fun watching these two teams collide if they do end up meeting in the playoffs again. Could anything possibly top what we saw last year? I'm not sure about that. But anyway, Huberdeau, a little bit more on why he chose Calgary here as we look into our audio vaults brought to you by Direct Workwear, featuring Edmonton's largest selection, unbeatable prices, and customer service that makes you feel like family. What do you know, Jonathan Huberdeau, about the Flames? It's a hard team. I think last year we played, we got beat like 6-1 or something in that building. And obviously it's a hard building to play in. The fans are electric, uh, good atmosphere, and uh, it's a good team. I think they're, they're a physical team. And uh, I'm just excited. I think we have a lot of depth in the lineup. And, uh, you know, we've got some signature done too this week. And it's looking in the future, it's looking bright. And, you know, it's it's not... In the two or three years, I think it's now we want to win. And, you know, that's why I signed there. 
signed the richest contract in Calgary Flames history, which is hard to believe. Do you think that it was too much money? 780-496-0063. And I say that because when you're looking at it, this doesn't kick in until next year, at which point he'll be 30. So we're talking about this deal carrying him from 30 to 38 years old. That doesn't necessarily sound like a recipe for a contract uh, that is going to be fulfilled every step of the way, right? Like, there's there's a theory out there that if the majority of the years in your contract, you're you're 30 plus, your age starts with a three, that it's probably not a contract the team's getting value out of. So, I think this is an awesome contract for the next two seasons that it's in effect and then we'll see how much of that ten and a half he's really um, living up to. That's going to be lofty. Well, I think you know if you're going to sign someone to an eight-year deal, it's going to take him to when they're 37, 38. It's probably going to bite you in the rear a little bit. But it comes down to how do you judge a successful season, right? Is it a 115-point regular season where you get bounced in the second round? Is that really what you consider success? Or is it him, you know, upping his game in playoffs? Because I think that's exactly what Brad Treliving is going to hope for because you can't be going through, you know, another two rounds with one goal and paying a guy ten and a half sheets. <laughs> Certainly not. And it doesn't boil down all to one player unless maybe you're paying your goaltender ten and a half sheets and he lets it go in the playoffs. But, you know, I, I see what you're saying. There's got to be a certain amount of success that comes along with it. How often, Cody, have we heard the narrative in Edmonton that if these two superstars can't single-handedly or, or I guess double-handedly will the Oilers to the Stanley Cup then their career was a wash anyway. But you also have to look at who he's playing with. I mean, in Florida, he was getting ample amount of power play time, playing with the big stars. Even the Flames' top line last year, right? Like, those guys still did produce more than one goal in 10 games. Like, I don't know. I I think that there's a glaring hole in Huberto's career so far, and it comes in the playoffs. Uh, Again, love to see a 100-point player, you know, get added into the Battle of Alberta to replace Matthew Kachuk. So I think if the Flames went for a full-out rebuild here, it it wouldn't be as fun. We all got a little taste in the playoffs. Like, I just want to see more of that. I'd love to see, you know, these teams face three, four times in the next seven, eight years. Isn't it bizarre that after the playoff series that they had, that we'll only see them meet three times in this upcoming regular season? That is an absolute letdown by the schedule makers. (laughs) There's no other way to put it. So, Uh, Another question I wanted to ask here, 780-496-0063, because once again, everybody's favorite agent on Twitter, Alan Walsh was he was out, he was he was making the rounds and the question was uh, should NHL players have their own individual goal songs and of course uh, what, what a great way batters have it when they're walking up in, in uh, Major League Baseball, even some closers I think the coolest thing in the world is when a closer comes out of the bullpen to his own track and it's just like okay this one's shut down, the mood has been set right, like there, there's just got to be something so elevating about that, it would be different for hockey we haven't really seen anything that that would be such an individual and expression and i think that's what alan walsh's kind of gripe was on twitter you can look him up and and see what he said but you know i'm, I'm curious for you do you have a goal song do you think and you're a goalie so maybe this is a little harder for you to decide just any song you wouldn't want to hear over and over and over again 
Well, I, I love the unique goal songs. Like one of my favorite things is come like World Junior time when like the teams each choose their song, right? Like I love that aspect of, you know, kind of just a team sense they choose one. But for an individual, I'd probably just go with something like Welcome to the Jungle, maybe a little Joker and the Thief, like like something like that. Actually, Canada, it, it must have been like McDavid's World Junior year, I think. And they did Weed and Boys from uh, Wiz Khalifa. I thought that was a good one. <laughs> like... There's a lot, but yeah, I don't know. I'm not the not the biggest music guy, and also I definitely want to be scoring the most goals, so it's hard to actually like envision it. Yeah, fair enough. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. What is your goal song? Matt says Fernando. I love it. I love it. Do you think that there was some? I know that if there was bars going around in the city when Fernando Pisani had his special run in the playoffs back in two thousand six, that song would have been lighting up. Um, how about uh, we know? Alex I follow I will follow by you too that one that's just <laughs> so there's some seamless ones that work like that maybe your last name really lends itself to a, to the kind of song I know um, as, as a beleaguered mid 2000s Canucks fan uh, Chelsea Dagger is that what the one the Chicago, no, Chicago uses? one we yeah, heard that only Chicago. a million Holy times smokes that one playoff run after playoff run Chelsea Dagger forget it we're done If you have thoughts on Huberto's contract, you want to let me know what your goal song is, perhaps we'll bring bring the show back with it even. You're listening to Brendan Escott, Cody Jansen, in today on Oilers Now. All right, all right. It is 12-24 in Edmonton. What's your goal song? If, if, If the league were ever to allow such a creative, demonstrative act out there on the ice as a goal song to be played... Well, you would get sick of Leon Dreisaitl's, I can tell you that for free. Whatever it ended up being, you'd get sick of it just because you'd be hearing it so much. Texter says Rock and Roll by Gary Glitter. Uh, Uptown Funk for Connor. <laughs> yeah, I can see that one. Working it into a frenzy. Thank you, Tracy. Uh, Nils says they used American Badass by Kid Rock for a season. It was great. Bring it back. <laughs> Another texter says, what about a goalie song for like a shut down save on a power play or something like that a big breakaway save i can see like you know how they have the sound boards where something goes off and makes like a mario world power-up noise or something like that i like those are you a big fan i feel like that gets overused now and like you know not to like rip on anyone on the entertainment side like i, I feel like everyone kind of copied that i don't know who did it first but now it feels like every like penalty kill you get that like mario one life up sound well Grouchy old man. Maybe I'm just I being think picky plenty here. Of kids in the building who think that's a great idea. Well, you, you called enough back. games in the AJ too. I, I think one of my yeah. favorite things about small town barns, and especially being a goalie, was just those places that just abused the goal horn or the train horn, right? Like in Swift Current, right? Yeah. You've got the one, so it was like every save being made, they're just hammering on the horn. <laughs> I love that. Like, I mean, sorry, I don't need a song. Just shake the building with a train horn for me. <laughs> Vibrating the small town barns. Yes, I have definitely experienced that. Hey, let's go to NHL today, see what else is happening for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandising specialists. Head to ElitePromoMarketing.com. Well, I think everyone by now has probably heard about the Jonathan Huberto contract, but if you have an eight-year extension for him, $10.5 million per year, uh, he's got 613 points in 671 career games. Uh, the Flyers, they've avoided arbitration with Zach McHugh, 
Doing one-year 925k contract for him. Miles Wood and the Devils agreed to a one-year 3.2 million dollar contract. He only played three games last season due to hip surgery. Down in the state's college news, here's some big ones. Uh, the University of Michigan, they've terminated Mel Pearson's contract. The Wolverines head coach, he's been fired after reports of misconduct and lies to investigators. So an ongoing situation down there. And a World Junior note here, Brock Faber is going to captain USA at the upcoming World Juniors here in Edmonton. He was traded to Minnesota from L.A. for Kevin Fiala. The Minnesota kids going back to Minnesota and now captaining USA Hockey. I don't know if it gets more Mighty Ducks than that. District 5. <laughs> I've got the jersey. I've got some Funko Pops at my desk. I am big into it. Actually, i got a group of buddies that's heading down to Minneapolis today. They're going to watch the Blue Jays game. I'm like, what are you guys doing for a whole weekend in Minneapolis? There's great golf around there. Mall of America? I guess there's a whole slew of things to do. And I said, if there's like any graffiti you see, Mighty Ducks, what have you, send some pictures. I'll, uh, I'll Or switch sides of the city. Yeah, yeah something like that. Alright, it's Brendan Escott. It's Cody Jans and Derek Scott is working the ones and twos when we come back after a global news weather traffic update with evan cook we'll hear from sportsnet 960's peter labardius much more on the jonathan huberdo contract extension